Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I am one, two, three, four, five, five or six, five days away, six days away from being 38. Not mm. a particularly significant birthday, but it is happening in quarantine. I've had less birth- birthdays than most people because I'm younger. What? <laughs> younger at heart. Is that math? Okay. Youngest. Um, so this is the last podcast that you will hear from me. Before I go gently into the night, 38. Oh, it's weird. Because 38 is officially the beginning of your early, late 30s. Emily, come on. Yeah, I'm listening to you. You're doing a monologue about your age. Quit playing Best Fiends. (laughs) I canceled my birthday party. I was having like a really, I don't have depression. But I was having a really difficult few days. That's right, folks. Not everything is, not everything's roses for everyone. And to punish myself further, I was like, and canceling your birthday because nobody even likes you. And it was very sweet. All the women were like, what do you mean? And I was just like, it, there's no, it's stressful. And also like if you have a group of friends that aren't necessarily nucleic, uh-huh. and I had one friend that was like, I've got to take my mom to the airport, but I'll be there. I'm like, okay, well, the birthday's at 11 and the airport's across town. And it was just too stressful. Not her fault. She was trying, but I was just like, eh. It's only an hour. It was a socially distanced pottery class. And I just- Outdoor. Outdoor. And I was just like, I don't even really want to do this. And- Yeah, I think in a pandemic with um, everybody having a surprising amount of stuff going on, it just, it would have been stressful. I feel like the day before it would have been like, oh, I don't know if I can go. Oh, I don't like, let's just scrap. People can come to something for you that's not so- that doesn't require like notice. I just didn't. Yeah, I just, uh, I just didn't want to do it. I love all the women. I just, it's, you want to have a party. We can really let your hair down. And then we were going to go get a drink. And I'm like, but I'm thinking about Corona the whole time. And I don't want to go downtown. And then how do I get home if we're all shit canned? Yeah, I won't be working that day. And I don't even think I could drink that much anymore. Yeah. My tolerance is anyways. So yeah. I'm just going to- Stay here, have a nice, fun dinner. Have fun. Like I had fun lunch for my birthday at your house. Do fun dinner. You had super fun lunch. I have fun dinner all the time. Oh, so excuse you. But you know what? As you get older, not every birthday needs like a big bang. So mm. 
I'll have it. I'll get some nice presents from one or two people. And I'll just quietly age like a, like a sturdy tree. Hmm. Ever growing. Okay, okay. All right. Hi there. One of your 50 nurse fans in pursuit of a master's degree checking in. <laughs> Thanks to the pandemic, I haven't seen my family or traveled for the past year because as an ER nurse, I've seen the toll this pandemic has taken on everyone and have tried to be as responsible as possible. Sorry, that was my dish. That was my salad for that said, because of my job, I am lucky enough to have gotten my first round of the vaccine and my second dose next week. Fuck yeah. Shots. My Shots. Fa- <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been like an embarrassing YouTube video of people doing shots, but it's like like doctors like dancing. Like a bunch of nurses like, on their break. Like, let's make it viral. That, that in a good viral, way. That viral. <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't say viral anymore. That viral bad video for some store and they're like, selling is service. And service is selling. Ooh. And it's just like a bunch of people like uncomfortably dancing in a retail space. It's incredible. Anyway. Is that the guy, that black guy that was like the carpet? Like- no, it's all white people. Oh. Or me, I don't know. It's just like white people like. It's like, didn't they have new carpet? Carpet no, service. No, no. This is just, it's may- maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. You know what is always in my head? I shouldn't say it, but oh. most people don't live in California. But get it at Galpin. Oh. Jingle. I don't remember like that. Like Noah one. was getting a car there and he was like, I'm going to Galpin. And I was like, Mustangs and Fusions, get it at Galpin. Siesta, Ford Focus. Not Siesta, Fiesta, Ford Focus. You know, the nap car. <laughs> Mustangs and Fusions. Anyways, they just like, it's like this like guy with this high pitched voice. Mustangs and Fusions, get it at Galpin. It's so sad. I'm such an American kid. Like I just, my whole life is gauged by jingles. <laughs> it's very upsetting that Cerrito and Barnes broke up. It's Celino and Barnes. Oh, right. I'm thinking of Cerritos th- Auto Square. I am thinking of Cerritos Auto Square. <laughs> Cerritos Auto Square. Mm-mm. That's delicious. <laughs> it just becomes this big corporate monster. <laughs> delicious cars. Low toilet bowls. I don't know. Well, so this person has- Wait, I have one more. Got- There's this guy named Mike Diamond and he's the smell good plumber. It's like a Southern California. Yes. And I'm like, that's an interesting angle. It's like, usually plumbers show up and they smell like turds. We promise- <laughs> And I just see them all like reeking of Dracar Noir. They're like, we smell good. We didn't say we had just what kind of good or who's good. I The problem with that, it's like the Charmin bears with the toilet paper where it's like, yeah. I don't want to think about the alternative. Like, I don't want to think about the plumber coming and smelling like a poop. And I don't want to think about the bears like having stuff stuck to the poop in their bear fur. Why know? not go in and just be like, this is what turd looks like on your tushy. Also, plumber crack, like that's what they're known for is having that butt crack. So I'm like, is the smell coming from their butt crack or is yeah. it my toilet? It's a weird thing. Hopefully it's coming from your toilet. <laughs> also, the word smells, I was talking about this with Noah. When something smells, it's funny how the word smells is a bad thing. Like mm. if I gave you a piece of pie and you were like, ooh, that smells. You'd be like, what's wrong with you? Right. You would have to say, oh, that smells good. Yeah, it's interesting. You can't with- just leave it. Yeah. Can't just be smells. Mm, you smell. <laughs> well, this nurse has gotten a vaccine, has another one. Okay, back up. to the thing. Sorry. <laughs> My family has a cabin in Central Oregon, and I have a week off in February. My dad is also in the medical field and has received his vaccine as well. Am I a selfish asshole for flying out to the cabin and maybe having a chance to see my dad? I live with my partner and have not had a single day completely alone since March 16th of last year. I know these are crazy times, but if I'm vaccinated and travel responsibly and 95 face shield, blah, 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 
am I an asshole for going and then coming back home to my partner who feels very strongly we shouldn't be flying because it's not responsible? Help. I both miss travel, my family, and also want to continue doing my part to end the pandemic. Kisses to the Snow Peach Kisses. and Gracie Lou, who, no, though, not, though not if she has a herpes outbreak currently. Her herpes okay, is stop, stop. No, I don't, respiratory. I, the ways in which I don't care. Also, I was going to say like it's animal to human, but that's how we got the coronavirus. I was like, you don't have to worry about it, but who knows? Maybe like a super strain of herpes, cat herpes. Look. Okay. I, you are the medical professional, not me. However, there is that thing where it's like, there's part of me that's like, well, apparently if no one's fucking doing their part, like what separates us from the animals, right? Like if no one's doing their part, then you're like, well, why even bother, right? If no one's recycling, you're like, should I even try? Part of me is just like, you know what? You're a nurse. You've done your part and you continue to do it. But the flying, if you drove or something, the flying is just so tricky. And I don't know the statistics on like, can you still carry it if you're vaccinated? That's the one thing I'm worried about because I totally like, I get it. I get that you, you it's like just you and your dad, but in that travel between there and the cabin, Mm -hmm. is Corona being shed off of your body onto the other people? I don't know. We don't know. I can't. Sorry. I was trying. I can't. I can't tell you the answer. I mean, vehemently against flying. Mm. Um, Did I fly to do my drive-in tour? Yes. Was that a while ago? Yes. Like, are we, it's this thing where we're always taking the metric of what's going on now. We're applying it to everything from before. Mm. Like there's new information every day. Now there's a new strain. You deserve a day off. You deserve time with your family. You deserve all these things. And unfortunately, only the good people are, you know, are at home miserable. Like my brother needs to come to LA, but I know that he's driving. I know that he lives alone and I know that he doesn't, you know, and he'll get a test. So, and he drove and it's within the state. Not that that really matters, but he's, you know, so we all have ways that we make it like, okay, I don't know. I can't tell you. Part of me is just like, fuck it. Like you work so hard. Like you've done everything. It's probably fine. Mm -hmm. It's probably fine. And there's all those studies now that people say wearing double masks significantly reduces it. I don't want to get the hate mail, so I can't really just fucking do it. But if anyone, let me say this with a wink. If anyone deserves that break, it's you. Yes. That's all we do. Think about how you're going to feel like, is it going to be more stressful for you to go and be worried that you're doing the wrong thing? Or to like deal with the people talking to you after. But the truth is most people, like I have friends who are like, yeah, I just went to Mexico. And it's like, most people don't take the time to like really shame like face to face. You shouldn't be face to face anyway. The person, it's always online and people just randomly get mad. So that's on you. I really could understand either way. That's the God's honest truth. It's really 50-50. But thank you for being out there. Helping people. Thank you for saying that, Emily. (laughs) I do not share that sentiment. Burn. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk 
talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge, and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. I'm busy, and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay. Hello, team. Eliza, have you heard of slash will you do a dog made painting? You put paint on a canvas, put the canvas in a Ziploc bag, then place peanut butter on the outside of the bag and place it on the ground. The dog licks the peanut butter, which pushes the paint around the canvas. Attach a video of my dog doing it and his finished work of art. I think we would all love to see Chanfu's artwork and it's a fun quarantine activity. Um, I don't know that Tianfu is smart enough. Oh my God, your dog looks so like he's been crying at his own art. Look at how tiny that canvas is. Um, I can't see myself doing that, mostly because that of the plastic seems bag. Like the exact activity that you would want to do. I just don't. Minus the plastic bag. That seems like something where you, I would leave Friday and then Friday at like 10 p.m. I'd be looking at my Instagram and I'd see a story and I'd be like, I don't know, why is she awake? And then it would be tofu licking a canvas. Um... I had never heard of that until just now. It doesn't really appeal to me. Also because it's all just by mistake. Like, it's not like I put this in her paw and she drew. It's not like the elephant where it paints with its trunk. Oh, I love the elephant. So I don't know because it's not particularly deliberate. Like for that matter, why not just have her walk across a canvas and like feed her edible paint and she takes a dump and you're like, that's the dump painting. So do I talk about dumps too much? As a source no, of I always think it's funny. Um, 
Maybe. Maybe I'll come around to that idea. I had never heard of it till just now, but your dog's very cute. No, did you invent this? They may have. They're like this thing that's gone viral <laughs> called Sharon paintings. <laughs> I mean, My name's not Sharon. Bye-bye. It's an innovative idea. I think it's very funny. I like it. I wouldn't. Innovative. But then you have art at the end. It's like, I don't know that you're going to display that. Also, if there's one thing I'm not short on in this life, it is paintings related to my dog. <laughs> not That's that I don't very love, true. I don't need to personally add them. That's very true. So the answer is kick it. <laughs> Hi, Eliza, Emily, and the angel baby meatloaf. I'm meatloaf. so excited to finally live in the same country as you and hopefully see you live one day. Now they came from the from uh, Czech Republic. Now you can get all the all the stuff we're talking about. All the stuff that only ships within the U.S. You can get tasty Bud Light seltzer. You can do all these things. I started seeing someone when I moved to the U.S. last March. Like outside your window? <laughs> Even though he is quite a Florida man, he helped me navigate this country amidst the pandemic and has been nothing but sweet. However, recently I started realizing we might not have a future together. Him being five years younger and wanting to party and drink and me turning three to three. 33 and wanting kids soon. I don't know what to do and if I should break it up. Yep. This time pressure. Yep. Next question. We constantly feel Mostly that. because he's from Florida. Next Love question. Love you, Lou. Lou, you answered it for yourself. Come on, Lou. Yeah. There, this version, younger men with older women, like that's typically like he's in his 30s. She's in her 40s. We're like, they've matured a bit more. This guy is very much in his 20s. Just because he helped you out. Doesn't mean anything. Welcome to the United States where dudes are everywhere. Unlike other countries where there are dudes no men, are I've been everywhere. told. Kick it. Hey, Eliza, Emily, and Chan Fu. Sorry that this is so long. I tried not to write too much, but I ended up still being a lot. Now, guys, we love all lengths of question. Except if it's like 18 screenshots. I don't have time for that. But. Don't shame them. <laughs> They're using shaming them. I have a question about a family thing. So my dad was married before he met my mom. They got divorced and she got remarried to her current husband and my dad got remarried to my mom. My stepmom has three kids, a boy and two girls, and my parents just have me. When all of us lived in the same city, we would hang out a lot. Then we moved across the country. We stopped seeing each other. My dad always had a couple photos of my stepbrother around the house, and I never thought anything of it. Then I got Instagram and followed my step-siblings. I noticed that my stepbrother looks like my dad and not like my stepdad. I thought about it and realized that my stepbrother would have been born around the time that my dad and stepmom were married. You lost me. But keep going. By the way, I know I'm trying to. By the way, my stepsisters are definitely not my dad's kids, and I'm nine years younger than my stepbrother. Should I ask my dad or mom if my stepbrother is my half brother or go about it in a different way? Thank what? you so much. I love your podcast and book. Hopefully, I'll be able to see you in Nashville in June. Okay, I feel like she's calling her dad's ex wife her stepmom. Yeah, that's what's confusing me. And I don't think that that's your stepmom. That's not your stepmom. That's your dad's ex wife. Okay, so my dad was married before he met my mom to a woman that he had kids with. They, yeah, so they got divorced. She they got are remarried. Your, not, they are not your step siblings. They are your half siblings. That's no, what they are. are if your dad, if the dad had children with the ex-wife, right. okay. those are your half-siblings, just like I am a half-sibling right. to my dad's children with my stepmom. Right. So someone the that step she is irrelevant. The stepkids step- are only stepkids. If that woman had had children with another man and brought them in, then right. those would be your dad's stepkids. Once removed. No, they would just be. So those are your half-siblings. But the God's honest truth is, and maybe, I don't, I don't. Am I just benefiting from being in like a family where you can talk about stuff? But why is everybody so afraid to ask their parents questions? 
This yeah. co- this is like a continuous theme in this podcast. Like, I think he's my half brother, but he also has a lizard body. <laughs> Should I talk to my grand iguana? Just ask. Like, you're not hurting anyone. I, well, I guess the issue is if she's like, hey, I feel like this guy looks like my dad. And then her mom is like, what? To her husband. Like, because it sounds like maybe he's related to her because the dad cheated on the question asker's mom with the ex. So you're, so it's like, I think it's a little weird to deduce that much. Like I looked at a picture, even though I've seen these people my whole life and looked at their faces mm. and I have an idea. Just ask. Yeah. Just ask. And by the way, your mom probably knows what's up. Yeah. We like to think our parents are just these like dolts in the dark. Like she doesn't even know she had a kid. Just ask. Chances are they're going to tell you a secret or it'll blow it wide open, but it's not on you and you want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask questions, folks. <sighs> Seriously. I want to shame my father. Just ask. Because chances are, chances are your your parents, 100% chance your parents are just people who are not infallible. Okay. All right. No. Don't you cut that out. Don't you cut that out. Okay. Caitlin has a question and I'm going to start with her description of herself. So I'm female. Hot. Young. Female. Ew, a piece of carrot flew out of my mouth onto the microphone when I said hot. Describe myself. I'm really attractive, slim but athletic. carrot. <laughs> busty but accessible. I'm a female, late 20s, not a nurse, criminal lawyer. Fiance is male, late 20s, doctor. Okay. Male, late 20s, doctor. All right. Young doctor. So. Wouldn't trust him. <laughs> Probably still in residency. I know that 99% of questions with bridesmaid selection woes are answered with who cares? You probably won't even be friends with them in a few years. However, I have a slightly different angle. I originally wanted a small bridal party, three-ish people, and actually had to go through the weird All situation. All of them under five, four. <laughs> had to go through the weird situation of telling a friend she was not in my bridal party when she started asking me what her bridesmaid's dress would look like about Aww. a month after I got engaged. After I told her, she pretty much stopped talking to me, which shows her true colors, but still hurt. By the way, good for you for doing that and not writing into the show about it. Yeah. But all questions are valid. I have a few other friends who have hinted- from HR? Me? Yes. I'm the HR of this podcast. Inclusivity training, talk over Eliza (laughs) all the time department? Yes. Those those are my job roles when I was hired. That was in bullet points. because you love rules. I do love rules. You never met a line you didn't like. You're like, can I stand in that? Where's this going? No one knows. That's not that stressed me out when I first moved to LA and there were just random lines outside. And I'd be like, what's that for? Should I be involved? The line is for everything. It's a line to get in line. <laughs> I have a few other friends who've hinted they hope to be in my bridal party. And I genuinely am having issues deciding. It's to the point where it's making me anxious. My thought is the wedding is supposed to make me and my future spouse happy. If it doesn't make me happy, why even have a bridal party? My fiance could take or leave groomsmen. There you go. So he's okay with that option. There you go. I floated it by a friend and she got offended that I'd be so ruled by anxiety about telling people no that I'd not have anyone in a wedding party. Yeah, there's that too. But the, okay, am I being a total coward or is it reasonable to ditch a tradition that is not giving me a net positive? I'll still obviously invite my friends to the wedding and the bachelorette if I have one. Look, much like I did with my birthday, I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling, you know what? Screw the whole thing. You are a lawyer and always remind people of that so they know that that who they're fucking with. Smart one. For uh, I think it's really easy to blame the sentiment that you're experiencing on from like one or two people on the entire group. 
If you looked at each woman individually, there are women you want there on that day. And what happened to that girl, what happens is that one friend gave you a bad taste in your mouth. So you're like, maybe I just shouldn't do it. That way, what you're really doing is ensuring that nobody feels left out because you're like, we just won't do it. Sit down individually and think like, I've got like these six friends. Who do I want? Whose energy do I want that day? Do you want like, I really just wanted like one or two women there, but then it becomes like, okay, well, I should invite this one and I should invite this one. Whose energy will you benefit from that day? And don't worry. And again, like you said, those are not your friends if they don't understand it. Nobody really wants to wear that bridesmaid's dress. And it's fucking weird that they're like, what color of burnt mustard am I going to wear? They're going to her like, so am I one? Like, I guess you're just like really popular. I know, really popular. I don't feel bad for you. And you should be adept at cutting people off at the knees since you're this popular lawyer. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if it was just something you were doing because it is tradition and you don't want it, don't do it. Like just make sure it's your decision and not because you're worried about other people being chumps. By the way, the beginning of your life with this man demarcates the beginning of you having less time for your friends. That doesn't mean when you're married, you don't have friends. It just means a big chunk of your life now. This is your best friend. And these women were a huge part of your life before because you weren't married. I don't care if you guys don't like that. And their roles will change. You know, like best friends forever, for sure. But like your husband's the one you're probably hanging out with. So really have that come to Jesus with yourself. Do you really want bridesmaids? I think you do. Uh-huh. I think you just want the ones that you want and that is okay. You And hopefully your friends know you well enough to know. And if they don't, great. Then they're not one and you for made sure. the right choice. This and is it's- the beginning of shedding those friends. Yeah. You will lose friends in this wedding, but like who fucking cares? Who wants to like, who no. wants responsibility? Who doesn't just want to go to the wedding and like have a Women drink? love signing. We we do this thing naturally. We sign up for friendships that make us anxious. Yeah. So do you really want them? I think the answer is yes. But if you don't, that's totally okay. It is easier to just be like, hey, I'm not doing it because everyone's annoying. Um, But think about the ones, my husband said this, and I've told this to you guys before. When we were deciding on guests for our wedding, my husband said, when you turn around and see that person, are you going to be excited or are you going to be like, oh, good, you're here? Like, who's the friend, who are the friends that you're going to be excited to lean on that day? How do you feel every time you turn around and I was right there like, thank fucking God someone's here to help me. (laughs) Worst bridesmaids. Kick it. (laughs) I said it. Anonymous, last summer, my mom asked me if I owned pepper spray. I did not. My mom bought me pepper spray for Christmas. We had ours mid-January. Purple bedazzled pepper spray. My mom probably found it on Amazon. She means well. Never have I ever asked for anything bedazzled. Probably makes her feel good knowing I have some tool to defend myself with. It's just the bedazzled slash marketing of this box. It's so upsetting. Now, hold on. The inside flap of the box that came in says, be a good girl. It's insulting. WTF, be good so you don't get attacked or be good, don't spray it at someone who isn't a threat, but might be. Well, what does the pamphlet say? So I'm going to tell you in a second. Okay, well. Should I channel my inner Yenta and call the company that makes these, give them my feedback about their marketing? So, okay. So it says at the top, be a good girl. You see that? Be a good girl. Can I see this? Oh, you want to? Yeah. I think you have to put your finger on it to hold it Oh, but that's their whole thing is be a good girl. Which is like weird. We believe in being a girl. We believe in sparkles, crying at the movies, spending most this of a paycheck on shoes you'll wear almost never, and once a month eating a good majority of that pint of ice cream. Okay, the whole thing, ladies. All of this while being confident, prepared, and aware. That is why yeah. we created Insert Product here. Because looks and having a good head on your shoulders, they both matter. Um, I don't know if be a good girl is... 
like they're saying it ironically, like be a good girl. I don't girl. know. Paired with the description, Look, I don't think it's ironic. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. And this is something that I come up against a lot. I was talking to someone recently about when I look online for clothes, I don't want frilly. I don't want a shirt that says spiritual gangster. More of that in my book. I don't want namaste. I don't want like boss bitch. I don't want glitter, you know? But the truth is a lot of women do. And a lot of women, not, and it's not about being stupid or not. It's just reference points. A lot of women do want ruffles. A lot of women do like sparkly pink things. So they're marketing. You're, by the way, you can go out and get any kind of pepper spray you want. I think that they're just trying to make it more accessible to the lowest common denominator. I don't think the purple sparkly thing, it's because by and large, women do tend to want to go for things that look a little bit more feminine. Ew, look, it says so cute, it hurts. That's funny. That's funny. Because it's, it's packed so much, but it's got all the, you know, those ICUs of, of cyanide or whatever's in pepper spray. Cyanide. What's in pepper spray? Isn't it like, it's like a BTU. It's oh, Scoville units. Yes. Of scotch bonnet. Hot scotch bonnet to your face. Uh, I wouldn't write to them because you. I, I feel like you might live uh, in a big city. There are women out there that like, you know, like diamonds and denim, kicking ass and eating cupcakes. You know, there is a market for that kind of woman and I welcome them at my shows. Uh, this isn't, it's not as derogatory as it could be. And there are women who are like, yeah, I do get my period and I eat ice cream and I have a lot of shoes, even if they're shitty. Like there's room for all types of women. If it was like, we, you know, like girls, it's okay if you don't finish school, keep that baby if you don't want it. And remember, stay small. Then I might write into them. But as feminists, we have to allow for the type of language and marketing that does appeal to other women. So yeah. I, I really wouldn't waste your breath. And your mom just thought it's a, you know, she's, my mom's gotten me stuff where it's like, it's a cute thing. And I'm like, well, this isn't something that I really want. Yeah. Keep, you know what? You want to chip off those very real crystals. The point is now you have pepper spray. And the other point is, and I was thinking about this the other day, you can't bring that on the plane. And I really have an issue with the fact that it's like, protect yourself, mm, but not if you need to take a plane or go anywhere else after you land. Yeah. They took my pepper spray. Um, They took my knife. They took my bullets. So I would not write a letter because it, it, what do you, the, then they'll argue like, well, this sells and people like it. And we don't, we're not in the business of shaming other women because they like things that we don't think are cool. So that's my answer. Yeah. You I'm, can't do both. You I'm cannot both. text I'm and both. I'm not just staring at me with your beady with eyes. Be no, your, I you just said with my beady eyes. Like, I don't have beady eyes. You don't have beady eyes, but they are brown. No, I think the thing is- Like if, most animals. If the product was totally normal and then it had like a little bit of like weird messaging, maybe you would tell them like, That's what oh, I just like said. That. No, you don't no. get to tune out. I am listening, but this- That's not what you said. I listen to everything you said. Okay. Is this where I, we, I'm sorry I said you had beady eyes. I really did affect me because I definitely don't have beady eyes. Okay. I've never seen them without the glasses. Although one is, one goes like this more than the other. Okay. This is an audio like program. Hilton. So, okay. Um, there I am. I gave a reference. Point. Ocular shaming. Ocular shaming. <laughs> the answer is leave it alone. Don't be that girl. They didn't say anything offensive. It's just marketing to a different type of woman. Yeah. You know? Like shoe dazzle. Let I us know when like, you spray someone. Shoe dazzle. It's weird that those aren't bedazzled shoes with mace hidden in them. I'm sure some of them are bedazzled. Your mom meant, well, it's not worth haranguing her because it was bedazzled. You yeah. know? My pepper spray is pink. 
Mine was pink too, but it's also pink so I can see it in my bag. Exactly. Uh, and you'll be grateful one day for those sparkles because they'll catch your eye in the and bag. And you'll reach in and you'll grab a lump, a yeah. pointy sparkle lump. The truth is most women do gravitate toward things that are a little bit softer. Mm. That's just, that's the whole, that's just wow we are. Yes, I love the color black. I love tough things. But then again, like, I don't want to wear a shirt that's like camo that's like, come at me, you know? <laughs> the good news is you're allowed to adopt any sort of aesthetic you want as a woman and whatever you want is fine. Leave them alone. I know, you thought I was going to be like, fucking yeah, right in, kicking dicks, but I don't agree. Leave it alone. And your mom meant well. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Spray it. All right, anonymous. I, 30 female, have been in a relationship with my boyfriend, 34 male, for three, three and a half years. 34 male, three and a half years. He was 31 and a half when the relationship <laughs> began. Is that right? Got that math on the fly. We have never lived together. Recently, I was dog sitting for him during the day as he has to go into the office. I went into his room <gasps> to find a phone charger. His nightstand drawer was open and I saw a syringe-like mechanism. Of course, I was wondering what the hell it was. I looked and it is prescription THC to vape with. Not sure if that is the right term, but it appeared to be something you go to a dispensary to get. 
I've had concerns in the past about him smoking cigarettes and weed behind my back and not telling me as sometimes I will come over and his breath smells like cigarettes. He always denies smoking both cigarettes and weed. Is it my business to be hurt that he didn't share? He is a veteran and I think he might have PTSD. In addition, definitely has PTSD. I am on several prescriptions for anxiety and depression that he knows about. So I'm not sure if I have a right to feel betrayed slash upset. And when I said, is it my business to be hurt that he didn't share? I mean, share the information with me, not share the substance slash THC. No, I didn't think you meant that. Um, um, okay, look, weed is legal and it has been proven to help people with anxiety disorders and PTSD. I'm not a weed smoker, so I'm not like, smoke it up, toke it up, bro. Um, I think you need to loosen your grip a little bit. Cigarettes, I understand. Is it good to smoke weed every day? I don't think so, but he's using it in a clinical way. And even if he wasn't, you know, if this is inhibiting his performance as a human in any way, maybe if he has like an addiction issue, but I think he's hiding it from you because you've kind of made it not okay. I don't, but I still don't think like he specifically said he doesn't smoke. Like I feel he's like- He's hiding it from her because she's made it like- But she understands he has PTSD. Then if you understand it, then you'll understand that this is probably what he's using to soothe himself. But he's lying. He, because she, I believe because she's made it not okay for him to do it. So he's like, well, I got to help somehow. He probably just doesn't want to have a discussion or an argument or something like that. What I think is beneficial to do is be like, hey, I just want to let you know, full transparency. I went into your room to get a charger. I, I saw, saw a syringe. I, it's not just, I mean, I know what you're talking about, like your vape thing. First of all, of all the fun places that story could have gone, weed is like the most banal. But I know. be like, I saw that and I just want to let you know, um... You don't have to hide anything from me. And mm -hmm. if that's something you need, like I'm here for you. Try coming from that. Yeah. Because right now he's hiding it from you because he doesn't want to disappoint you. Mm. Come from a place of acceptance because he's not taking heroin. It's pres And by the way, it's prescription. So he like sought out medical opinions. He's not yeah. just like figuring it out what, you know? Yeah. I respect that. And I think you need to make it okay. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. gotta do. And then if he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then, he's then you have a problem. Then you have a bigger yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What if he was sleepwalking and he purchased it in his sleep, <laughs> went to a doctor in his sleep and everything? Anonymous. Hey, Elides and Emily. I am 31, nearly 32. Okay, quick, cool brag. <laughs> With a good job and no kids. I wanted to get your opinion on if I'm living in an unrealistic fantasy world. I've had two long-term relationships from ages 20 to 29 that didn't pan out. The last couple of years- same time? <laughs> The last couple of years have been riddled with home repair issues, bad online dating experiences, deaths in the family, including my father, and of course, COVID. I'm exhausted. My attitude towards life has gotten better after my father's passing, as I was basically his as power was of attorney and taking care of him, and I am relieved that he is no longer suffering. Since then, my views with dating have changed. I'd like to find a good, funny guy who wants the same things I do. The change I'm seeing is I'm wanting the guy to take charge with asking questions and planning the dates and be romantic and all that mumbo jumbo. Is that an unrealistic thing to want or expect? Or am I just damaged from having to take care of my dad and now want someone to take care of me? No, it's, I mean, I think you should see a therapist because you don't want to end up putting too much on someone else. That's always my answer as a therapist, even though like I don't see a therapist. Um, but that's very normal. Yeah. That's very normal. And it's a frustration a lot of girls have. Like, he doesn't plan stuff. He doesn't do stuff. But there are, and I'm married to one, so many guys that just do those things. So you may have had a couple bad experiences. You also probably in these last couple of years, based on what it's saying, haven't really been in the mindset to be in a relationship. And your dad sounds like a huge stress factor. You be clear about what you want. 
turn offs, turn ons. That is a very, very small thing you're asking for. Just because a couple guys um, don't understand how to be masculine um, and be men and like plan things. It's not about taking charge as much as just being a participant in a relationship. Yeah. You know, like I made a dinner reservation. I bought movie tickets. So that's a very small thing. Yeah. But also you might meet the perfect guy who doesn't do that. And then like your goals change. So no hard and fast rules, but those things make you feel taken care of. And the right guy will click into that. Yeah. But that's not a fantasy world. You yeah. just haven't found it. So you're very frustrated. It's okay. It's going to get better. Yeah. Okay. We have a business question now. Oh, I put on my business suit. Uh, it's about your business. And I think this is interesting because I've heard other comedians talk about this. So none I don't your, think it's a secret. None of your but business. But I think it, uh, well, I'll ask you and then I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Wait, my business or my business? Your business. 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 Wait. How? No, no, not that business. business. Okay. How does the Netflix payment work for people like Eliza? I've watched each special so many times. Does she get one set fee up front or does she continue to be paid as people watch? Just curious. No, it doesn't now, I think way. this is an interesting question because I've heard other comedians talk about it and basically say, if you want to support a comedian that you love monetarily, it's not by repeatedly watching yes. the Netflix special. So, no, it's not, um, it's not like syndication or royalties where the more people consume, the more you get or you get a cut of it. You get money, not so much upfront, you know, they pay you quarterly, but there's a fee. You agree to a set fee um, and that's what you get paid to do your special and then they own it in perpetuity and then they also own the audio rights. It's uh, not always at you. Depends on the comic. You know, if you're Dave Chappelle, you can kind of like create your own, but for the most part, they pay you, then they own it. Um... And that's that. So if you, of course, they can tell how often it's being viewed. And that, you know, if you want to support a comic, watching their special helps in the grand scheme of things in that Netflix will then be like, oh my gosh, this was viewed 80 billion times. You're clearly an asset to us. Um, but we don't get any extra money per view. Right. That's what I think you're asking. Right. So it doesn't work that way. It's not network TV or anything like that. But, yeah, you know. It's also an amazing, you could do a Netflix special and maybe not even get that much money, but you get that accessibility. Like the world gets to see your special. So um, I've always had great relationships with them, but I've seen what I get from that is I get to go tour Southeast Asia. People in Belgium know my specials. Like I got an offer to go play Russia. Like it's, people get to see your comedy worldwide in a way that they wouldn't before. So my yeah. advice to you, because people are like, oh, they're not paying me enough. doesn't matter. If your jokes are good, they will stand the test of time and people in other countries will see you and it will uh, promote your visibility. Yeah. You can't, not everything is always about money. Sometimes it's like the longer payout, the longer game, stuff like that. So that's the answer is you don't get paid per view. Right. If that were the case, I'd definitely be promoting all my specials like all the time. Like every day we'd oh be my God. like, please. But yeah, watch it, you know, feed that algorithm. Yeah. Watch all my specials that they can suggest to you like one other woman in comedy. <laughs> watch my channel. Kick it. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Thank you so much for your fun and grounded advice through the pandemic. So in early September, my wife surprised me with a divorce. There was someone else. We were together for 10 years and married for six. I was forced to move out of our home and I'm now staying with family while I save money and get through my divorce. My problem is that I'm 
Coming up on six months since my wife dropped the D-bomb, and I feel like I'm not making emotional progress and healing from this. COVID has prevented me from normal coping outlets, so I've just been sinking my free time in art projects and sewing projects okay, and so DIY projects. Yeah. I was like, is this a guy or a girl? It's a girl. <laughs> okay. And DIY projects and just like lots of dumb projects. It passes the time, but I still have rage crying fits every day. Have you considered letting your dog paint with their paws under a plastic bag? What can I do to start feel- to feel less stuck? My depression hoodie is starting to get threadbare because as you say, tears corrode. Thank you so much. And they said that's their hoodie. That's very cute. Yeah. The little drawing. Um, Look, I'm not a trauma counselor and I'm not a therapist, but never underestimate the power of exercise in terms of like getting endorphins and serotonin going. I'm not sure which one of those or which one does what. Um, what? What is it in Legally Bond? Happy people don't kill. What is it? Endorphins or? Endorphins are what you get from exercising. Serotonin is yeah. like a feel good. Anyways, I would definitely incorporate some sort of physical movement just to kind of shake off some of the dust, shake a tail feather. Mm-hmm. But I also like wouldn't, people are always, especially as Americans, we're like, get up, pick yourself up by your bootstraps, get out there. And I think we really underestimate like the healing. And sometimes I know from like, I sort of retreat I don't feel like watching another TV show or reading a book. I don't feel like getting new information. I'm synthesizing my own. I'm, you know, so think of yourself as, um, as, uh, Jesus, Eliza. I, I was combining the word chrysalis and cocoon. And I was like, think of yourself as a raccoon. Think of yourself as that caterpillar. Like you're just in that cocoon, figuring yourself out, feeling better. Mm-hmm. I think if the world were open, it would be different. Don't forget to reach out to friends. Don't do forget FaceTimes. Don't forget to do things that also promote you feeling good. And it sounds like the things that you're doing are very soothing. It's okay to take a knee. Mm. Like it's okay if life knocks you down to kind of like sit for a second and regroup. She was ready to move on before you. She already had someone. Um, Turd. Well, people change and that's awful. You know, and also you were together a while. Yeah. 10 years. So emotionally she blindsided you and it probably takes about a half a year to a year. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. I would incorporate maybe a walk every day, maybe try one new thing every day, slowly start to pull yourself. But sometimes I just, I'm like, I just need to, today I just need to read. Today I just kind of need to lay on my bed and feel lame. It's okay <laughs> to feel those feelings. You don't want to deny yourself that and stunt yourself. So it's okay to feel that way. Yeah. But also, you know, try to be productive. Yeah. Save that money, maybe pour it into a job. Maybe you can pour it into something that yields some different results other than just like painting quietly. Start an Etsy store. Start an Etsy store. People need more crap on Etsy. <laughs> but you're okay. Yeah. You sorry. got knocked down and that sucks. And uh, there's no, and there's some people, you know, it takes them a long time to recover. So it's okay that you're in the recovery phase. Mm-hmm. We have such an emphasis on like output, maximize output, maximize coffee, go to work, have all the fun, come home, sleep for one hour, be recharged. Sometimes you just need a beat. Yeah. I take beats all the time. Yeah. Crack, creaky chair. We creaky, didn't We didn't WD-40 yours. Haunted and, office chair. <laughs> me and Noah just did our chairs. Cool. You know, I hope you guys have fun on your honeymoon. You've been sitting in yours. I'll do yours when we're done with this. I don't want you to touch my things. <laughs> Anonymous, with the pandemic, the only way to meet people is really just through dating apps. But I feel like I'm having the same boring convos over and over again, whether we end up fading out and ghosting or finally getting into a video chat or date. You know, where are you from? What do you do for fun slash work? Talking about our dogs, et cetera. 
any advice to spice up these texts before we actually talk via video or in person? Send nudes. It's Ask for t- nudes. See those nudes. <laughs> it's tough because I feel like I need to vet people more before a date because I'm obviously trying to limit the people I'm in contact with, but it gets so monotonous. And on top of that, I hate texting. Side note, if Cashier Albacore had a dating profile, what would his bio say? <laughs> It would just say like nonsense. It would be a takeout menu from a Chinese place. <laughs> just that's what pays. Yeah, <laughs> prices and everything. Yeah. Um. Here's what I think. I don't know you at all, but like, what if you sent them a Mad Lib to fill out? Hmm. What if you like just played with it? Because people, the right person, if you're this person, wants to be stimulated. So you know, I think what you're really you're asking, like, what are you asking? How do you so spice how it up? Do you, yeah, like how do you, what can you do in a texting convo to figure out what, what like get to know someone without just like, how are you? What's your job? I mean, job? unfortunately, these are the things that we use to, to vet people, but are you a really creative type? You know, maybe you could be like, you know, look at this menu. What's the grossest thing on that menu? Put, put mm. two movies together be like, which one's the worst? Maybe try to frame it in terms of like things that matter to you and see if that person is down to engage versus like, what is she talking about? Yeah. Have fun with it. Also, like, nobody cares how your fucking day was. Do you have any siblings? Remember, you're supposed to be sexually interested in each other. Like, we're so, I remember when I was online dating and it would just get like the lamest conversation. I'm like, we're supposed to be trying to fuck each other. So I don't want to hear about like your sister in rehab, like maybe later, but like, let's start with the fun stuff and then do the boring stuff once we're married. Send him a Mad Lib. That's what I want to see. I want to see the guy that's like, oh, fuck yeah, I sparked to this. I'll be like, top five albums of all time? Top three legumes, go. Tailor it more toward the questions you'd want to be asked. Mm -hmm. What's the saddest thing you heard today? (laughs) Have fun with it. You're never going to meet these people anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just remember, we're supposed to be turning each other on here. Mm -hmm. Then send nudes. Don't send nudes. But, you know, be like, let me see that body before we get going. Have that guy send you a hot body shot. Anonymous. Hello, Eliza. Emily, teeniest of chinos. Hot Scotty, gone but not forgotten. Aww. What is dead may never die. (laughs) He does, he listens. He adds his little sounds. Oh, like a ghost. He is like a ghost. Ghost in the machine. A little altar of beard cream. And a a gift certificate to horseless carriage. (laughs) He has a beard, right? I don't know. I'm like vaguely remembering what Scott looks like now. Like I remember, but he's also morphing into like someone else I know. <laughs> I'll ask him to send us an updated picture. Send us a picture so we can put it out in a frame every time we do <laughs> With the episode. a candle. We could have him zoom in. Somebody asked that, but I was like, if he's, uh, he has like a life, like what, No, before, he doesn't. Yeah, he no, does. None of us have a life. We work for him in to podcast. just zoom in and sit in the background. Like he's not doing the recording. He won't pay for that experience. I'll see if he wants to. I love that the- Air conditioner just went on and the dog just growled. There was a beep, a motion beep. God, they can hear. I guess you and the dog can hear. (laughs) Young sounds. (laughs) Okay. This question is very long and I'm sorry, but I really want your take on this. This one actually is long, but we're going to do it, okay? Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? It's long. Maybe I can comprehend it better if I read it. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. You know what? Some of you are long haul trucking it to to your job. Here we go. I am a girl. And this friend is a guy. Lock it into your brains. You're going to do that for the whole time? (laughs) We went through. We went through our undergrad, of course. Oh, undergrad. Okay. I'm a girl. And this friend is a guy. We went through our undergrad together. Hold on. I'm going to call it right now. I'm going to call it. I haven't even read it. The end is, how do I tell him I have feelings for him? That's what I think the What does that look? 
We're going to see. Have you read it? Yeah, let's see. Okay. I am a girl. This friend is a guy. We went through our undergrad together and we were genuinely good friends. Now we're both in grad school, of course, in separate cities and can't meet up uh, because of the pandemic. As I've gotten older and busier, I've generally become worse at texting as adults do. Some adults. But lately, he has made me feel like a grade-A asshole for not being glued to my phone to text him. He lives at home with his parents who don't get along, who he doesn't get along with, and only does school, so he has a lot more time to text than I do. On the other hand... Uh, I have a full-time job on top of school. I live with roommates. I get along with and spend time with, and I'm just starting to see someone a few months ago, and I'm really happy with them. This friend brought me a Christmas gift when I asked him not to, but he went behind my back. (laughs) It's not really behind your back, but okay. And asked my sister what I would want, and then he got it for me when he doesn't even celebrate Christmas. He's Muslim. Then, I don't think the fact that he doesn't celebrate Christmas matters. It's a gift for you. He didn't get himself a gift. Then my birthday came and he did the same thing. He bought me something expensive and sent it to me even though I specifically asked him not to. Now it's about to be Valentine's Day and he's insisting on buying and sending my roommates who he's never met donuts and flowers and for me also. I've told him multiple times not to, but I know they're gonna come. Oof. I don't have time to text every day like he does and I feel bad that he keeps doing all these things when I can't afford to and quite frankly don't want to do the same. He texts me and about about every little thing and sends me dozens of TikToks I don't have time to watch. Last week, he sent me a huge paragraph saying he feels like he's being completely replaced oh, by the guys I'm seeing. He said he feels, first of all, I'm just going to pause. This guy likes you. He yeah. loves you. Yeah. That's what this is. Okay, and I have a story for you. He says he feels completely underappreciated and that he forgives me. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Mm, I didn't apologize. But he feels like I only come to him when I'm stressed. Do you? Mm. This is a complete twist of what has been happening. He will text over and over again until I finally respond by telling him everything I have going on, how busy I am and overwhelmed. And I feel... um, hoping he'll get the hint that it's not personal. I see. Mm. I just don't have time for this kind of commitment in a friendship and that I need space, but he doesn't. Talking to him now feels like an obligation to avoid more paragraphs and a chore. And I don't want to stop being his friend, but I don't know how to tell him that what I need without coming across as someone who is all those things. Am I the asshole? Help. Also, before you ask, he used to be in love with me. Is not anymore. (laughs) Yes, he is. Come on. Is this anonymous? Yes. Okay, fine. Come on. And he is very aware. I've never felt the same way. It doesn't matter. Okay. He loves you. He's telling you not anymore, but I think you're smarter than that. What you're doing is the girl thing where you're like, what? He said he's not. So whatever he wants to do. I had this with a, like a best friend who was a guy. And we talked on the phone um, every night during school, every night. And then I got a boyfriend and I remember being like, I don't have time to talk to you on the phone and my boyfriend. This was high school before like real internet and do my homework and play sports. The friend always gets the chop. Even if it's girls and you get a boyfriend, the friend always gets the chop, especially because you're already, you're both in school, you live in separate cities. I really hate the like, I've forgiven you and the emotional manipulation mm-hmm. that he's doing. Um, this is not a healthy relationship. What you need to do is start setting your own boundaries because he's not getting the hint and he's hoping you'll just love him. I hate the I forgive you thing. And I hate the, you just dump out on me and just use me for that. He wants you to use him. He wants you to rely on him. You need to set your own boundaries. So you can just stop responding to those things. You can send him an email. You be clear on how you feel. I think this is like a theme with our, with our podcast. Like you have to say, hey, dude friend, um, I respect you. 
we had like, you know, we had a great friendship. I'm so busy. I don't have time to look at all this stuff. I don't want you to be offended. I'm just letting you know up front that, you know, I spent a lot and put the boyfriend in there. Like I spent a lot of time with my boyfriend and I've got friends and I've got a life. And so like, of course I want, and also ask yourself, like, do you really want to know what's going on? Or did the friendship have its time and place and it's run its course? Because you don't want to, even though it's not on you, like, you are leading him on. If you're like, but I do really care because I actually don't think you do. I think you're done and that's okay. You didn't use him. It's okay to have friendships run their course. Do you think it, she has to tell him she's done or she can just stop replying completely? You set your boundaries. And then tell if him, it do gets, not send me something. Do not send me stuff. I find it offensive. It makes my boyfriend uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. You know, you can throw those things out there. I think you need to come from a place of total honesty. I don't think you actually care. I think because you're a girl, you're programmed to be like, and I want to make sure I hurt no one's feelings ever, but I don't think you actually care. And you're moving on with your life and he's got his life and you're not his anchor and he sounds a little depressed. Set those boundaries and move on. And if he sends a gift, like don't acknowledge it because yeah. it's getting a little stalkery. I'm not yeah. saying he's a stalker, but- it's a little pathetic. It's manipulative. Yeah. He's and like, if I send something, she has to say something Exactly. To me. And you're not doing this maliciously, but like by being like, I still want to be friends and I still want to know, you don't. You actually don't. Of course, you don't wish him any ill will, but like he will see that like life moves on like this. He sounds a little um, culturally stunted when it comes to women. Mm. And that's not on you. Yep. So you just start moving on. Um, you let him know how you're feeling. And if he ignores it, you can just block him. Yep. That's it. Done. You, we won't think about this in five years. I have people that I was so close with that I, to this, that I haven't talked to in years. That's just, it's not about like, oh, friends are disposable, whatever. Especially with male-female relationships, they always fill a void. And you're not going to like that I'm saying this. Men and women always fill this void for one another when the other person doesn't have a significant other. Um, but a real friendship and a lot of time and like zero sexual chemistry is how you build that relationship. It's not like he's always been in love with you. So he's never going to be cool just being your friend. No. So that's it. And, and you're smarter than that. He's not in love with me anymore. It doesn't work like that. Still in love with you. Look at the actions. Always look at the actions with men. Words are great too, but look at the actions. Def- kick it. Anonymous. Him, kick it. Eat those donuts, though. <laughs> Anonymous. Hello, pod gang. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Eliza, I love your no nonsense approach to life, so I'd like your advice. I am a 32 year old woman. Just because you usually want to know that info, winky face. <laughs> my mom has been watching my two year old since she was born as I work as a special education elementary teacher. Oh, bless you. I do have a master's degree, but not a PhD. Oh, I thought that was the same thing. Okay. <laughs> since the whole thing with COVID hit, I was being forced to teach in person, which I was not comfortable with. So I quit. I worked at my previous job for seven years. My mom was happy because she has made comments about me needing to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm not against being a stay-at-home mom, but I really do enjoy working with kiddos and my husband and I prefer to have a two-income household. A week after quitting my job, I got my current job teaching sped online. It has been a much better fit and I am so much happier. The issue I'm having is my mom. She was weird about me getting a new job. As mentioned, she seems to think I should be a stay-at-home mom, maybe because she was one. I'm not sure why that's important to her. She has stated that she wants to watch my daughter, but then also guilts me about how much work watching a two-year-old is for her. You're like, yeah, that's why I don't want to do it. (laughs) We hired a babysitter from a trusted family friend who has been quarantining as they take COVID as seriously as we do. 
So when I told my mom about the babysitter, she flipped out and started crying. I did it so that we wouldn't need to lean on her so much. I always feel like I'm walking on eggshells with her. For context, my daughter is her only grandchild. She's two, so definitely a handful. But honestly, she is starting to be more independent. We just recently potty trained her. Any advice or words of wisdom would be appreciated. Why don't you just say all this to your mom? Be like, mom, what do you want me to do? Also, you have to be, look, your mom's always going to want X, Y, and Z for you. And usually it's from the highest light. You are more than just a stay-at-home mom. And by the way, being a stay-at-home mom is so much work and so important. And for some women, it is so fulfilling. But for you, that is not as fulfilling. You enjoy your other job. You like being a sort of mother to these other kids. And that is okay too. It doesn't sound like your daughter is suffering. It doesn't sound like you're neglecting your daughter. All you can do is be as clear to your mother and say, I worked really hard to get this degree. It's my, it's one of my passions in life. Um, and I want you to be a part of this kid's life. But if you think it's too much, you just say to her, I've done I've everything I do, you have an issue with. Like I got this degree and I got this job. Now you want me to stay at home. And so, and then but I don't want to stay at home. And so you say it's too much to want the kids. So I get a babysitter. And now you're upset that I got the babysitter. The answer is never going to be that I'm a stay-at-home mom. So how do we move forward? Can it be like grandma babysits every Friday or something? I don't think she's overwhelmed. I think she's trying to get the daughter to stay home. And Mm. you just be as clear as a bell and be like, I am not going to be a stay-at-home mom. We want two incomes. That is the answer. Because I think your mom just really wants you to be a stay-at-home mom. And you just explain, I can't offer my daughter all the opportunities I want and feel fulfilled. I think it's also a generational thing. And again, being a stay-at-home mom is incredibly, so much work and nobody really acknowledges that. But sometimes women have more diverse interests than just staying at home, which can be maddening as I've heard from women who stay at home with their kids. You know, you do want to do other things. You got this big, beautiful degree, so you want to use it. So you just say to your mom, I'm not stay-at-home mom. How do we go on from here? Yep. Do you want to watch her? Do you want me to get a babysitter? I want you involved. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. Tell me what you need. Use your big girl words and communicate with me. Yep. Again, not staying at home. So what do we do? Yeah. Top of the cop. Tap of the cap. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Before I give you a tasty bite of cob, I will encourage you all, please like, subscribe, but more importantly, leave a review. I've seen an exponential increase in our reviews, but I keep an eye on other podcasts and we could have more. The reviews are what lure in other people. Please share the podcast. If you're enjoying listening to it and you've got a friend that you would think would like it, share it as you would um, a nipple slip video or a viral clip of a cat eating another cat. Share the podcast Um, get your friends involved. And of course, we always do our best to answer everyone's questions, but we do have a lot of them. So please leave a review, like, give us those stars. It costs you nothing. And we will continue to give you hot takes, tasty bites, and ads for products that we enjoy. Now, it's time for Top of the Cob. Do we already play the song? Okay. My Top of the Cob. So um, about four years ago, as Facebook just reminded me, I pitched a movie idea to a producer and... It's a lot smaller than you think it is. And uh, I'm talking to Emily. Okay. About four years ago, I pitched a movie idea to a producer. And last, uh, I guess it's not last year at this point. So almost two years ago, a little, uh, like a year and a half ago, we made the movie. I made it right before Pieces of a Woman because I remember I left my set to fly out to Montreal at 6 a.m. So one to the other. 
and I made my movie. And um, while I don't know where it's going yet, I did get to see a trailer that they would be showing internally for my movie. And I told Emily, I said, come over here and watch this trailer. And she was behind me and we were watching the trailer and I turned around to see her reaction and she had the biggest smile on her face. Like she was just loving watching it and it was unprompted and it was, it was unsolicited. Well, solicited by how much you liked it, but it was such a pure smile. And I loved seeing how much you loved seeing the trailer. So that made me really happy. That was my top of the cob, seeing the sh- the bright, the beaming smile coming off of your baby face. <laughs> that was my top of the cob. Oh. The movie will be out soon. Uh, my top of the cob is that I have now smelled greatness. I've smelled the Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle, and it's great. It smells really good. I'm burning it in my home, and I want to leave here and go back home to it and be with it. Okay. I'm also a wealthy woman, which is what the candle smells like. <laughs> I know that is what the it candle smells like. smells like a wealthy woman's living room in Beverly Hills. Like it's got that moneyed, rich look yeah, smell. It's like a yeah, very nice listener. Uh Lily gifted it to me. And I am and the prenup one, this smells like my prenup also smells very good. But I've started with and I've had so many people, I've had so many friends text me, like, what does it smell like? Can you bring it over? It, it's too <laughs> luxe to describe. It's not like cinnamon, it's like notes. I was reading the description of it and I was like I don't know what any of these things are layered notes I am and also what I do not they? have the sense of smell that you do like I can't describe I don't know what a smell is I can't I don't know what a smell is <laughs> like I don't know I can't break if it you down. can't use ingredients you can use adjectives smells sensual <laughs> smells <testo. laughs> my bottom of the cob is um Online, it's it's such bullshit news that it really isn't covered by like major media outlets. It's like People Magazine, which is I guess it's not like you know Washington, Washington. It's not the um, Washington. What's the name of that magazine? Jesus Christ, the Washington Post. I kept seeing Wall Street Journal, and I was like Washington Journal. The Gen Z versus Millennial beef which is just punching up. It's always the younger generation just like shits over like the people above them. Um, So I guess somebody was just like online. They're like, fuck you, like about parting your hair. They're like, fuck you guys and your side parts and your skinny jeans. First of all, and this is why people don't respect young people. You can wear your hair in a middle part when you're younger because you have to do less to your face but it becomes a very severe look. So you're coming from a place of privilege. You basically need to, it's basically like you saying like, ew, sunscreen and moisturizer. No way, I don't have any wrinkles. Like there are things you showing your belly, even if you're, you don't have the ideal body when you're younger, it's okay because you're young. Yeah. The part thing is dumb. Also a side part is fucking dope. And I understand they don't like side parts because they think Fox News anchors wear side parts. <laughs> All anchors have side parts. It's a great way to part your fucking hair. All right, so don't face shame people who can't do a middle part. And the skinny jeans, I'm sorry that you've never heard of fucking punk rock. The idea that you're like, everything should be like a slouchy boyfriend jean. You are body shaming any woman with thighs. Because I can tell you, we can't wear those jeans unless you want to look like you're doing some husky construction. Mm-hmm. So just know that for all of the wokeness of that younger generation, you are really shaming people based on their bodies and their age for no reason other than you're myopic. That's it. Also, we, we've been through a lot. You want to punch at someone, go back to your boomer thing. What bothers me is when young people, like the other day I said something and they were like, okay, boomer. I'm like, okay, I'm 37. You don't understand math. It's like the blanketing of calling any woman a Karen who complains. I'm like, okay, is this how we're going to suppress speech? By just making sure that no woman talks? So 
relax with your blanket statements because one day it'll come for you and you'll have an ugly middle part and they'll be like, who's that old woman with the witch hair? And you'll be like, forever young. You don't even part your, I don't, that's not even a middle part. That's a side part. Yeah, it's a side part. So, if I part it in the middle, it would be like, I would look insane. You have great, you have great hair though. You can do Thank it. Thank you. Uh, my bottom, I really want to log back into my Neopets account. I feel like my stocks, my Neopets stocks are doing really well. My Neo points, I bet I'm a millionaire, but I created it when I was a child and I lied about my age. So I can't reset the password because I don't know what I put as my pretend birth date and the email I used for it no longer exists. So that's really difficult for me. What's a Neopets account? Is it oh. a Nazi thing? No. Is it no, pets although of Nazis? it was bought and owned by um, Scientology. But Neopets but was just isn't? like this. It's, it's just like this online like games and like like I played it as a kid and I want to log like back Animal in Crossing? and see what's, oh. what's in there. You think your account still exists? I hope. And there's stocks in it. You can oh, buy stocks in this game. It's just been overrun by rabid animals. My pets definitely starve. It'll tell you if you don't like feed your Neopets, it's like they're starving. So I've definitely got a starving Kikachu or whatever. Keekers, I don't know. All right, this has gone on. (laughs) You're just like sputtering out. You asked Like you're just like malfunctioning like your pets. Kiko, Kiko. I want to get back in there. I want to get at them. Okay, well, we're all, we'll all stand by for that red hot update about your digital pets. Thank you. Please water the plants. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.